With so many different platforms, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, and their purposes evolving daily, navigating social media can be, well, complicated. Welcome to the Social Media Sucks Podcast from Cupco. Social media. Social media. Social media. Social media. Really sucks. Where we unpack the latest trends and help remove the suck from social media. Welcome back to the Social Media Sucks Podcast, guys. Today we have Mike from Salesforce with us. And, yes. uh, and uh, as always, our beloved I'm always CEO, here. Chris I'm Covenus. just like, I'm like the <laughs> furniture. I never go away. So... Or but, bad luggage. Everyone's got luggage around forever. That's me. I, I would I would point you to be a little better in bad luggage. Bad, bad. <laughs> <you'd>, <laughs> okay. That's good. I would I would pay extra to get yeah. you with me on board. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, that's so nice of you to say. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I'm so glad. We have an extra person in the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Thomas. Do you want to say anything? Uh, <laughs> we'll keep that in, right, Artie? Yes. yes. Good. But other than that, I think I'll let you introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit more about your background and just yourself and your role at Salesforce. Yeah, thank yeah. you. And thank yeah. you so much for inviting me. I've You're been looking forward welcome. to this. Thank I'm very so excited. Yeah. So I'm Mike Nielsen. I'm the Nordic Marketing Director at Salesforce in the Nordic. So I'm responsible for marketing in the Nordic countries, Denmark, Finland, Sweden and Norway. So very I have a cool. background in the tech industry where I've been working for more than 15 years. And I joined Salesforce two and a half years ago from a position as the CMO at IBM. Yeah. Cool. And the reason why I thought Salesforce was interesting was because I had been following Salesforce and I saw the growth that the company is having and has had since the beginning more than 20% each year. Yeah. And also uh, the ability to uh, explore and innovate all the time, which I think yeah. is quite interesting. And also the very strong values we have at Salesforce. So. Equality, innovation, trust, and customer success are our core values. But besides that, we also believe that business can be a platform for change. So we work with this one-one-one model that yeah. I'm very proud to be part of. So 1% of our equity, 1% of our time, is, uh, and 1% of our software is given back to the community. Yeah, I think it's super cool. Super I've, cool. I've always thought that that was like something I wanted to implement actually at Cubco as well. The one, 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 because I think it's very cool that you guys do that. And I think it, it, it adds to the spirit of like giving back. And I think that's something that can carry out through. Cause normally when you have people that join you and they don't necessarily get a chance to do it in their everyday, mm -hmm. in their private lives, when they can do it as part of their job, then it's like, it's, it's an added bonus, right? So, it's, it's really an added bonus. And yeah. the projects I've been working on, it's a mentoring uh, with an organization called Mind Your Own Business. It has been bicycling with elderly people. Okay. Also making food for homeless people and Great. also just donating blood is also part of the giving back. But it's nice. actually one of the things that when people ask me, so where do you work and what do you do? It's one of the things that I highlight. So it also yeah. gives some employee satisfaction that you really feel that you yeah. can contribute and give something back yeah, yeah. so it, it's really a great place to work and uh, a fun place to work but also a lot of work but it's 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 it should be a lot of yeah, work yeah it should yeah. be a lot of work so easy. but i mean so salesforce is a cloud enterprise company it was yeah. founded 21 years ago and it was born as a crm company but mm. we have evolved a lot yeah. and sort of the mission for the company is to bring companies and customers together so making sure that the 
companies that are our customers, they get a 360 degree view of their customers. So yeah. making sure that across all touch points that the companies can see what kind of interactions have we had, what kind of sales mm -hmm. is going on, what kind of marketing activities, how can we help uh, you know, integrate with other applications, other backend systems. So that is yeah. basically what we do. So yeah. helping our companies uh, our customers to do this. Yeah. To their customers. Yeah. And then I actually I heard uh, previously and we just uh, acquired Slack. Oh, yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah, that's right. That you're yeah. using. We yeah. use that definitely. A so lot of now companies again, use Slack. Yeah. <laughs> so now Slack. we are evolving again. Yeah. Um, and it, it just went through uh, I, yeah, the other day. Yeah. And uh, now we have a vision to become a, a, uh, enable our customers to have this digital HQ where everything is connected on the Slack platform. Yeah. So it's a company that is in... It's evolving all the time, so I'm sure that next year, if you invite me here, I'll be talking about <laughs> other things else, we're yes. doing. Yeah, we'll but do a always having yeah. the customer at the yeah. center. Yeah. I followed the evolution. Like I think the first, the first Salesforce implementation I did was, I want to say, 15 years ago. Mm. It was a long time ago, right? So I've been following the company all the way since the, um, you know, the no software sort yeah. of days when yeah. they were very much like against. Like having sort of that challenger brand enemy marketing approach where they're like, you know, against disks being installed. Because <laughs> yeah. that, that was what it was. Like yeah. literally you had to have, that was the software. You, you had something locally on your server or mm. on your desktop. And I think that that sort of... That, Seems invasive also, right? Yeah, well, th back then it was like the norm, right? That's yeah. where your CRM was. So mm -hmm. I've been watching you guys evolve for a long, long time and, and being a part of it. We even had Salesforce... At um, I was at SimCorp many years ago, right? So that was implemented there. And I think the whole, the sort of 360 degree view on your customers really fits well into digital transformation. And obviously like marketing, that's what we do. We love being able to get that view. Mm. And so I think Salesforce in my mind's kind of the front runner. Yeah, um, that's also what we believe. <laughs> yeah. No, but, we, yeah. no, but uh, in, I mean, uh, really we have, we are serving B2B customers and also B2C customers. And it's big yeah. co companies such as Maersk, Ikea, Spotify, but it's also more mid-sized companies mm. such as Emerco, Sustanagrene, yeah. And oh, the okay. small uh, electrical scooter company, Voy, that's yeah, no longer yeah, yeah. in Copenhagen, yeah. we are also, they're also a customer. Yeah. So um, I think it's impressive that we serve all these customers and yeah. that our solution can fit yeah. a very large corporation, yeah. but also yeah. a smaller yeah. business. And also, I think one of the big innovations that you guys had before anybody was App Exchange. I mean, yeah. like, that, nobody had that app ecosystem, right? It was it was only heard of on the i like on Apple's sort of system, yeah. right? And no enterprise software had that. And I remember sitting with many software brands during those early days to going, look at Salesforce. We, re <laughs> we really want that app exchange the same way. We want our like we want people to design applications that can go into our API and all that. Yeah. And they all wanted that, right? Mm. And you guys had just an amazing yeah. ecosystem of developers that were just. Yeah building stuff right so it was really plug and play you wanted mm. you know the chat function on your website to go into your crm no problem you want this marketing piece to come in no problem you want mm. this customer service piece it was quite you know quite innovative so it's a great user new. journey that you create right like a ux experience so people would also be attracted to using the system right yeah as you're saying that you're spending expanding that much and sales for more salesforce is coming more than a uh, in the system, right? But um, you also have Dreamforce 
Can you tell us a little bit about the connection you have with the Salesforce and Dreamforce? Because I could imagine a lot of people have heard about Dreamforce also. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, so for those of you, those of you, you, <laughs> you, yeah. you people, <laughs> you people watching, who haven't not. heard, who haven't heard about yeah. Dreamforce. Dreamforce uh, used to be sort of the family reunion at Salesforce. Mm. So it was hosted in San Francisco physically every year. And the last time I was there, which was two years ago, yeah. we were more than 170,000 people in San Francisco at the same time. So a whole week yeah. of That's just so crazy fun and <laughs> excitement and yeah. innovation yeah. and networking. It mm. was really an amazing experience. And I, before I you know, joined Dreamforce, I had heard about it and I was like, yeah. But yeah. when you arrive, yeah. even in the plane, when you're sitting in the plane, everyone's yeah. wearing these trailblazer hoodies. It's a, it's a festival kind it's, of Then it's feeling, like a festival. Right? Yeah. And then, you know, you have keynote speakers like Barack Obama or Megan Rabinow. You have industry thought leaders from, you know, the biggest corporations around the world. And you have yeah. cooks and singers and concerts. And as you say, in the lunch breaks, it's outside and you have a DJ and just this mm. very cool atmosphere mm. and really impressive. So that was a couple of years ago. Then we had Corona. Since you mentioned COVID, how, uh, what did you do during, after, during, after Corona to engage with your audience and, and your uh, a community? So uh, for Dreamforce or just in general? In general, in general. Maybe, maybe also exciting yes. to hear for Dreamforce, yes. like how do you market that then? Yeah, so Dreamforce last year, we had actually planned to have a physical event, then Corona mm -hmm. hit, and then everything had to go um, virtual. Yeah. But I think what was exciting last year was that we then looked at, okay, what's, you know, right now everyone is doing virtual events. How do we make this different? Yeah. So we enabled all our salespeople last year to actually make a personalized journey and set up a variety of meetings with thought leaders. And we had some content that they could leverage. So we created these personalized journeys for all mm. uh, the customers that were interested in yeah. having this experience. Cool. Okay. However, we also found out that was a very big burden to put on the salespeople. Yeah. So this year we have sort of made a mix of the two. So we are still doing personalized journeys, but we also have a sort of a more centralized approach where mm. we are organizing a large part of the Dreamforce experience. Mm. But now we are combining it with sort of the um, salespeople who will then follow up on the uh, sort of experiences that yeah. we are providing. Yeah. Okay. So, Very cool. Yeah. So this year, again, innovation is always at the center of, of Dreamforce. We're actually launching something called Salesforce Plus, which is like HBO and Netflix, but with business content. So okay. That's exciting. Be, yeah, it's quite exciting. So it's a yeah. new platform that will be free for all to use where we will... Uh, make content available and launch during Dreamforce. So okay. it'll be a place where if you are a marketeer, you can go and find mm. relevant content. If you want to li listen to an yeah. industry session or... Yeah. yeah so if that you need like a really cool video podcast that should be on Salesforce <laughs> Plus, I know a few... <laughs> Okay, I will <laughs> bring that to you. Getting the dry end. eyes. <laughs> wink, wink. Yeah. I, I know one. It's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. I heard of it. Too. Yeah, have you? Yeah, yeah, you know the one I'm talking about. Yeah. Birds are talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's great. I mean, I think that that's that's another place where you guys yeah. are being innovative on yeah. the marketing yeah. side, like you're saying. Yeah. You're how looking do you push at, it out? I'm just curious. Hey, all this. Oh my thumb. I'm talking. <laughs> <here>. <laughs> yeah. How do you guys get it out there? 
So the Salesforce Plus, is, it'll be the way for people to join Dreamforce. So in that way, we are encouraging people to sign up for Dreamforce, mm. which we have a lot of people who want to sign up for Dreamforce because they know the content will be relevant. And then that'll be on Salesforce Plus. So it'll be streaming on Salesforce Plus. So when you sign up for Dreamforce, you will mm. be part of the Salesforce Plus channel or mm. platform. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's nice. So you guys plan on just producing content for that like yep. yeah, yeah and getting new content deals and sort of like i guess discovery is similar on netflix they're buying you know buying content so you yeah guys and i think content. that that's one of the things we've seen during uh, the last year or mm. one and a half years is that content is very important now we cannot just blast out uh, our yeah. own marketing messages but we right. need really to ensure that we have relevant content mm. at the right time so yeah. A big focus on content is important for me mm. now uh, to make sure that we are also engaging our customers with the right content. Because before, I would say when you had a lot of physical activities as well, yeah. you made be. I mean, the networking part was a big part of it, but now yeah. you really have to have relevant content for people yeah. to engage. Yeah, and you can also get the data on your customers to say what content yeah. are they actually looking at. Are yeah. they concerned about finance? Are they concerned about you know? Mm. Are they a small business owner and they're concerned about, you know, whatever it is, HR, yeah. then you guys can feed that into your guys' own marketing system and your own product development mm. and say, okay, actually, I think we should go in this direction because we have 3 million people that are super interested in this area, right? So Exactly. And we, and we can recommend content, yeah. just like mm. when you watch Netflix, you could say, okay, the next content you might like is this content. Yeah. So yeah. we can that way further engage our customers yeah. yeah will it be available like as a downloadable app on apple tv or, or smart tvs or I, is it just I, a website it, it's it's still under development but i assume so, you assume so. <laughs> yeah <laughs> classify <laughs> I, I, I don't even know so i think yeah. the way salesforce works and that's also part of the innovation mm -hmm. is that we are very fast to go into market and then we're just based on okay what do we see what's the needs yeah. how do we then make sure that it fits our customers yeah. requirements so very cool things might change along the way. Yeah, it makes sense. How do you then make sure that you engage, that you create engagement in the community when everything is digital? I know I know you push the content out, but how do you make sure they interact or they actually, I don't know, um, just engage with you guys as a brand? I mean, I think that is also, I mean, something where that we are focusing on mm. to make sure that we have high engagement. Uh, we also, put a lot of focus on our brand and we protect our brand and we are very proud of our brand. And mm -hmm. I think the whole notion of having these strong values and having a community of brand ambassadors that we call trailblazers, they actually okay. help us a lot because we have a lot of customers that are very proud to be trailblazers and part of the Salesforce community. Mm. So they yeah. are helping us, I okay. would say, a lot uh, in this journey and this focus. Yeah. yeah, I think it's a core component that a lot of brands sort of misstep on is that you, you need to have a great product backed by core values and then bringing those people into the fold that can actually help you, you know, get out that content or get out that message yeah. is really important, right? Like just having a brand that, you know, produces content maybe is not enough. You need to have some underlying mm. things that actually make people feel like a community. Um, you know, Nike does it extremely well. Salesforce does it extremely well. Um, whereas, you know, a community like for McDonald's or, they might not, right? Because it's like, what values are there and who's going to push that out, right? So I, I think it's a smart move that a lot of brands sort of misstep on because they don't think of that. They just think, oh, we'll build a community because mm -hmm. we have great content. 
yes and no. You, have you know, engage, you need to have that. You need to have that that value system behind you mm. that makes people want to actually yeah. support you, right? We talk about that actually. Uh, we tap into that topic in uh, our other episode, which is uh, soon to be released. I think the employee branding. The pro- yeah, the employee branding one. Yeah, yeah. that's soon. Soon, soon, TV. soon, guys. <laughs> yes. We're behind schedule here. Already get editing it quick. Yeah. High demand. High demand. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but that's really interesting, Mike. Um, actually, also just want to know what's the what's then the challenges that's facing the Nordics uh, here after after the pandemic. I guess maybe can we? Is it too soon to see after? No, it's <laughs> after. Forget it. We're done. We're done with this. Post Corona. Okay, Chris We're done. It. We're it's, just. It's, it's done. over. Yeah. It's done. Yeah. So actually, we do a lot of uh, surveys and uh, reports at, at Salesforce, and we just launched a report called State of Marketing, the seventh edition, where we interview more than eight thousand CMOs around the world, and we also have a Nordic subset of these uh, interviews. So we have made some some research on this. Mm-hmm. And the top challenges uh, right now is for the Nordics or the priorities is to create a, a cohesive customer journey, making sure that you are able to do that. Uh, also to have a unified view of data across the different uh, silos or yeah. different applications. Mm-hmm. And then the final one for marketeers is to improve the ROI. And these three okay. challenges, I think, is something that a lot of people or marketeers can Very relevant yeah, yeah can relate to mm-hmm. um at salesforce i will say we have the two last ones are okay because we have a very strong platform so yeah so we unifying have a data yeah, and then you know yeah, exactly. calculating the yeah, roi yeah. Is, is we have better. a very strong view of that but yeah. still again coming back to the first point around creating a uni- you know a cohesive customer journey is something we're focusing on in the nordics in mm-hmm. salesforce yeah. Making sure the content is relevant, making sure that we don't just have separate uh, activities happening and not really thinking about having the customer at the right. center. Because mm. a lot of different activities, I mean, a person is doing a lot of different activities yeah. online, mm. physically. Yeah. How do you make sure that yeah. all this is... Also with sales in there as exactly. well and all that kind Service. of stuff, right? Yeah. How all the data is captured. We have that view, but how do you use the view? How yeah. do you make sure that the data you get is then used for something useful? Yeah, and how does it inform your guys' marketing mm. strategy? That's the other thing. Yeah. I think that often, at least we get tripped up on that as well. It's like you you have so many pieces of data to analyze that it's sort of like, well, I don't really know what Where I'm to supposed start. to do with this in some ways. And I think that's maybe the next step in the evolution of marketing is that we're gonna have some sort of AI solutions or things like that that are actually pinpointing, hey, these five insights that we have here, combine those equal this, right? And we can already see that in some analytics programs and things like that, giving us that output. So I'm imagining that same Yeah, yeah, thing we, is we have an Agrene, that's one of our customers. They, they have been able to collect data from a lot of different touch points and then create this personalized journey for their customers. And right. they just won a digital excellence award on this mm. sort nice. of solution. So so there are companies that can do that and are very good at it. Yeah, um, that's great. So, and then again, going back to this c- connecting the dots or getting a unified view, we also yeah. have, you know, there is a company called Lockpoint, a scale-up company. They have decreased the sales cycle by more than 40% by having a single view and and, yeah, exactly. And making sure that, okay, now this person needs this kind of content. This is now you call him or her and then you close the deal. Because that's, yeah, that's the hardcore data that you need, right? Like Mm -hmm. what content, when, and 
when do I need to and step how to in? Act as, on it. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So that's really cool. Do yeah. you see do you see many differences between the Nordics? Or is it pretty unified like how you approach them? I think what we see is there's a difference between the B2C companies and the B2B companies, at least with our customers. Mm. Uh, so there are different challenges, whereas the B2C, they have a lot more uh, interaction with sort of income customers, of yeah. course, and then the B2B have fewer customers, but right. bigger engagements. Okay. Um, Interesting. So, yeah. yeah. But, uh, but there's no difference between like Norway and Sweden, or is there? We, we are not as... Uh, I mean, our biggest footprint in Salesforce is in Sweden and Denmark so far. So mm. Norway is building up right now. So we don't have as many customers. So in Norway, okay. we have large enterprises and many uh, startups. Mm. Okay. So we are actually missing that middle view of uh, customer. Not missing, but we don't have as many in mm. Norway as we have in, in the other countries. Okay. But that's interesting, though, that a lot of startups just start by using this kind of system because that shows that data is really a valuable leverage to have right when you're building a business so what do you i would love to pick you guys brain about this like what do you think which role is data playing to today's marketing yeah um <laughs> it's a big question i can I say it yeah, from yeah, our perspective yes, i mean exactly. like obviously it's your point of view obviously like the okay so uh, i have to put on two different hats here <laughs> one being the business owner of a mm. b2b you know company um, and then one being a consultant to our clients. And I would say that what we're using the data for for our customers is really informing what content is working and what's not. Yeah. Um, and I think the powerful thing that most brands don't realize is that with social, at least, like you can scale up content and scale up your data very quickly for very little money mm. and actually find out what works on a massive scale. Right. So we can really look at okay, let's do these five pieces of content. Let's put it out there and see which is, you know, put hundred bucks behind it and see which performs the best. And mm -hmm. I think that's one element that I think a lot of brands don't necessarily do. And they should really guess and test their creative and their social content much, much more than they currently do. Now, that's the sort of role of data that I see is beforehand, before you even, you know, want to release something organic out into the world, you can mm -hmm. really use your data to inform you. The other part as a B2B owner, I think what I struggle with, and you've mentioned it, is is like those points. Like how do you take all of these things? So for example, we had lead feeder on our website for a long time. And lead feeder is basically just who is visiting your site, right? It's giving you IP addresses and then matching those with company names, right? Mm. So I could see that Salesforce was on our website mm. today. <laughs> they looked at this piece of content and they did this and that. Yeah. And at one point you just go like, there's so many leads coming in. There's so many companies. How do you even, what do you do with this? Yeah. Like, so in some senses, I think what happens to a lot of startups or, or, or young companies is they can get into some sort of analysis paralysis because they've got so many data points. We've got our social data. We got our website data. We got this lead feeder data. We got our CRM data and they really don't know what to do with it right so i think that's the difficult point and i think what you have to do is is use it as an informative thing and just start you know using it to sort of inform your next piece of mm. data or your next strategy i don't know if you can use it in a sort of a day-to-day -day. you have to look at sort of the helicopter view of all the data mm. and say okay are we you know, are we doing good at bringing in certain types of traffic? Are we doing good at bringing in certain types of customers? Is it actually translating to 
meetings to mm. business. If it's not, then maybe we cut off that piece of data because it's not adding to us. Mm. Um, so that's how I sort of see it. Yeah. Did I answer the question at all? Yes, of course. <laughs> I, I think okay. it's interesting just to have your take. Also, yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, data is everything, but how you make use of it mm. is sort of the, and also what kind of channel mix do you need? Uh, as you say, analyze, what are you doing? Do you need to change anything? What the content? Yeah. I mean, there are so many data points, but it's making use of it. That's really important. Of course. Yeah, I think yeah. that's the hard part. Yeah. Because we have all the data we need. But a, a good example it. is actually the Danish bank Spanor, which is also our customer. They also have really improved the customer engagement. So mm -hmm. by using the data in a, in a proactive way, an intelligent way, they are one of the most popular banks and the customers are giving mm -hmm. them prizes. And uh, so it really pays off if you use the data to personalize mm -hmm. and make relevant, uh, inf yeah. you know, provide relevant mm. uh, updates and marketing yeah. to the customers. It's yeah. making that jump to actually use it yeah. and do it in a smart so way. So like, I think the point of this is like you, you're both mentioning, like it's fine that you have a great tool, but you kind of also have to know how to use that tool, right? Otherwise yeah. it's just tools. Yeah. yeah. And accept that you will make mistakes and you will <laughs> yeah. you know, learn yeah. and you know, things will change. So what was working? Uh, last year might not work now and you yeah. you need to look at it uh, yeah, all the because time. Because it's very dynamic also, yeah. which probably also would uh, translate in the data you receive yeah. as long as you know where to look and what to do about about it. So a uh, last question for me at least, how do you guys see the future of uh, marketers, for the marketers? Our analysis shows that the marketing is actually very optimistic. And now we are able to show the value of what we actually do because we have better systems and we have better data. So my recommendation and what I'm focusing on is innovation. I think mm. it's really important for all marketers to innovate, think about new ways of doing things and don't do it alone. So a good example again is Pandora, one of our customers. We've done hackathons with them. I think that's a great mm -hmm. way to sort of bring digital and data into sort of the innovation and just come up with crazy ideas, innovate, see what what could happen. Mm -hmm. How do how do we able to engage different parts of the organization and get ideas from everywhere and mm -hmm. then see what works? So yeah. I'm more optimistic. I yeah. love it. That's the way to be. <laughs> innovate, <laughs> yes. folks. Good. I love your answer. It's yeah. very, very it's promising. It's innovative, right? The tip. I mean, I'm the all for innovation. Okay, <laughs> nice. All right, great. Support. Yeah. yeah. But that's great, Megan. Thank you so much. I don't yeah. have... Uh, that's all for me. I that's great. Thank you, you so much. That Thank was brilliant. Thank you so much for having yeah, me. Yeah, it was great to hear your yes. insights. Yeah. And, yes, uh, really. Very cool. And... Uh, you should be proud of the place you work. It's yeah, I am very proud. Cool. If you so. couldn't hear it, I yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> very great. Excited. That's so, I really love yeah. it, but yeah. it's a lot of good insight. Yeah, yeah. thank great. you for sharing. Thank yeah. you so much. And so thank, thank you yeah. guys for listening. Thank you. We'll see you on the next episode. Please like, share, comment, share again, <laughs> like it twice, dislike it, and then like it again. All a right. lot of engagement. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Thank you guys. See you. Bye. 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 This has been the Social Media Sucks Podcast.